The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Something else we did talk about a little bit earlier uh, was this uh, Rockless Committee today that heard from retailers talking about an explosion in shoplifting. We heard from Michael O'Sullivan, the proprietor of a convenience store on Talbot Street in Dublin. Sheila Clark runs Clark's XL Shop in Ballina in County Mayo. Sheila, have you seen this explosion in shoplifting? Good evening, Kieran. Um, to be honest with you, we're lucky compared to some of the retailers in larger urban areas. Um, we're a relatively small town. So while shoplifting certainly is an ongoing issue in our store, we certainly don't have to deal with the level of violence that some of the retailers in larger urban areas have to deal with. Now, there's still um, intimidation, there's verbal abuse, there is that sort of thing, but thankfully not the physical violence that uh, some of the other retailers do have to contend with. But in terms of the level of shoplifting, yes, there has been a notable rise in incidents and our site is actually a, a filling station also and drive-offs have become a big big problem right okay so this is it, it it's <clears throat> it's the same problem but manifesting in different ways because michael was really talking exactly. about very confrontational very aggressive shoplifters yeah, yeah. You, yours are less confrontational are, are, are they still doing it kind of in the traditional way if we'll describe it that kind of people slipping things into the pocket it's uh, well. Or are they more obvious? You have incidents. It's it, they, they can. Yeah, they're not even trying to hide it. Some of the time, like you, you could come into your store in the morning, and be looking around, maybe just tidying a few things up, whatever, and you'll find items very much out of place, and you're kind of, you know, looking at this item on a shelf where it really should not be. Going, why is this here? And it does lead you to wonder. Going, was somebody trying to do something? Um, you know, you'd have incidents like that, or you know, you'll pick up an empty packet of something off the shelf. And the contents are obviously gone, um, be it a packet of paracetamol, be it, it, it doesn't matter what it is, I'll be honest with you. But, you know, I've had that in, in my own store where you oh, just they, find... Oh, they take the stuff packet, out of the packet in the shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're left with an empty packet that is of no use to anybody. Um, things like that. And then with the fuel on the fuel side of things, it's normally a case where um, the person's card will decline at the point of sale. But the fuel is in the vehicle, so... What do you do? What do you do in that situation? Exactly. So we're left in this with a scenario then where, you know, the person says, oh, well, I just go out to the car. I have money in the car or I'll be back to you in 10 minutes or I'll be back to you in the morning or whatever. And you're put in a position where, you know, you can't keep them there. We have no legal right to hold anybody. Um, so what do you do? And this doesn't happen between nine and five, Monday to Friday. This will happen. We're open till midnight every night. So this could happen at 10 to 12. Um, so you really are left in a situation where you have no choice but to leave this person out of the premises and, you know, take them at face value that they will come back and nine times out of ten they will not. So we're left then trying to report incidents to the Gardaí and the Gardaí for, I don't know, it's it's getting more and more difficult to, to yeah. find any satisfaction in it. Um, because between GDPR and this, that and the other, it's it's a constant... Oh, well, it really, sure, surely I would have thought that the, the drive-offs would be a fairly straightforward mm. thing, you know what I mean? You've, you've, so. you've got their, their been, number plate, they're easily identifiable. With, oh, they can identify them, that's not the problem. Yeah. But the problem is that we're, it's it's put back on us that, well, it's poor forecourt management. It's, um, well, the Gardaí aren't a debt collection service. Um, we've had all of these actually you know, given back to us as responses when we've tried to report incidents. Um, and, you know, well, it's only €5 Euro, or it's only €10 Euro, or it's 
whatever. Um, we had a drive-off incident, and it was a very deliberate drive-off. It's not a case somebody forgot or, you know, their car declined or whatever. They got out, filled the fuel, got back in. The driver didn't even turn the engine off. It was a passenger filled the fuel. Yeah. It was 130 euros of fuel they filled. Two years on, we have absolutely no comeback. Well, that's that's kind of robbing 133 euros from it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, what people kind of go, oh, it's only this, it's only this. Like, you know, we've had an instance, there's a, an individual with, uh, we know they have um, mental health problems. And, you know, obviously you would have sympathy for anyone in a situation like that because God knows the resources available to them are limited at best. But they came in and they asked for tobacco and whatever it was. And before the sales assistants had time to do anything, they just took the items off the counter, turned around and walked out the door. Mm. This individual will be known to the Gardaí as well, but like they're gone. And oh, well, it was only 25 euros worth of stuff, but these are high cost, low margin items. And we actually did it back of the napkin calculation. And in order to recruit recoup the cost of the item you'd want to sell 13 more packs that's before you've turned a light on paid your staff paid your licenses done anything yeah just to cover the cost of this one item so it's getting increasingly frustrating to to try and you know ring fence your margin um, to try and get any satisfaction on Garda Síochána, I know their hands are getting more and more tied the judiciary don't care as far as I can tell um, you know because even if you decide to press charges against somebody. If they come back and pay the item for the item, as far as the judiciary is concerned, there's no case. Yeah. So these people are constantly reoffending because they don't care. There's no repercussion. And that's kind of where we're left. We're left yeah. just as, we're, we're the victim always, but there's absolutely no support for us. There's no one we can turn to and say, please do something here. Um, our, our business, we're the third generation running this business it has evolved over the years of course but yeah. it's actually 66 years old today this business and I'm looking at my kids now growing up and I wouldn't look for them to actually try and get into retail it's it's gotten to the point where it is just mentally it's too hard physically it's too hard emotionally it's exhausting yeah. you're being made as a retailer you're being made responsible for everyone and everything but when you're in trouble when you're the victim of a crime yeah. or anything else nobody's there for you Tony Gallagher is with us as well. Tony is a former Garda inspector, but he's a risk mm. security and event manager as well with, with Ashtree Risk Group. Uh, uh, Tony, you, you would have heard Sheila there, Michael O'Sullivan yeah. as well earlier from Talbot Street, who's dealing with a similar increase in incidents, is much more violent and confrontational. Uh, um, and, and, and like Sheila's absolutely out in the open as well, very little attempt uh, to, to hide what people are doing. Are you seeing this in your work as well? Yes, so there are three categories of offenders. And the first one is the prolific offender, the recidivist criminal. And there's about 25 to 30 of these operating in the city of Dublin. And they're using intimidation behaviour, threat of violence, and they're obtaining bail. Now, to be fair to the Gardaí, they're recently uh, launching this initiative called Operation Targa. And that's under the retail crime strategy. So we're pinning a lot of our hopes on this, that they're going to use the software to look at reported crime. And that's why it's very important to report the theft crime. So they're going to use software to look at the types of crime, the types of offenders that are committing it and identifying the prolific offenders. And as I say, we're pinning our hopes on that because I can tell you that one particular offender that I know of went into a shop after obtaining bail uh, mm. from being charged by the guards, was in court the next day, and then he returned to the shop 
the following day and waved five charge sheets at the shop staff. Now, that's very infuriating and annoying for the guards, for the, for the, for the shop staff. And then the other type of offender then is the youth offender. The youth offender, they'll stand at the shop door and they'll allow the other youth offenders to enter the shop and they'll help themselves. And then you also have the homeless and the panhandlers engaged in shoplifting and they audaciously will state we're homeless and they'll just simply take alcohol, mm. Red Bull, everything that they can get their hands on. But we are hopefully now going to get something response from the National for the Garda National Community Engagement Bureau under this Operation Targa. And Superintendent Fallon there chairs these retail fora. Yeah. And um, to be fair, um, I hope now that we, we certainly start to see a kind of um, a dedicated look on it. But the follow-on from it, Kieran, is Oberstown House, the juvenile detention centre, is at capacity. The Mountjoy prison is nearly at capacity. So Thornton Hall needs to be revisited and brought on stream again if you're to have a proportional place to put these um, increasing offenders because the population explosion. So, so you, you, you do think some of these people do need to spend time behind bars? Absolutely. I mean, there's the core... And, and, um, and sorry to cut across yeah. you, uh, Tony, are they not spending time behind bars because the judges know that, uh, uh, that the prisons are full? That's my view. I, 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 so that, that know, explains some of the lenience. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I, I do wonder behind the scenes, do they know the capacity issues? And is that a decision-making factor in releasing them on bail? But we can't continue that way because if one of these offenders commits an offence on bail and injures um, an employee in a retail uh, environment... Uh, that individual employee would well be in the rights to bring a claim against the state for um, the lax laws in relation to bail, um, especially when they've used threat and intimidation. Now, you hope it wouldn't come to that. So we are, again, I would say, we're pinning our hopes on this Operation Targa, which is getting a lot of publicity there the last few days. Mm. And and Tony, this kind of strays into the the, the realm of maybe social science a little bit, but but, uh, what we've heard from other contributors today as well is that this is a problem that suddenly got a lot worse post-COVID. You know, shoplifting yeah. is not new. It's been around since shops have been around and always will be on some level. The problem we're dealing with now is kind of one that has amplified over the last couple of years. Why do you think that is? So in January of this year, there was a survey conducted among the retailers and it was found at that time that, that Irish retail workers, 83% of them, experienced some form of daily abuse by customers and 50% of them had witnessed assaults on colleagues. So... There's this pent-up aggression that's been allowed to develop amongst um, the people and the societal change in relation to their behaviour has become unchecked. And the guards are, uh, and I don't blame them, they're, they're resistant to take action where they are well legitimised and taken action simply because they run the risk of uh, being accused of being heavy-handed, yeah. uh, video recordings from a phone thrust in their face, using snippets of selected video footage, and then all of a sudden they run the risk they're out in suspension while they're investigated. So that part needs to be looked at as well by management in terms of giving leadership to the frontline operatives who need to take to the streets with confidence. 
Tara, Tara, Tony Gallagher, uh, rather, Risk Security and Event Manager with Ashtree Risk Group, former Garda Inspector, and Sheila Clark as well, who runs Clark's XL Shop in Ballina County Mayo. Earlier on this topic, we did hear from a Tara, Tara Buckley uh, from uh, the Retail Grocery Dairy and Allied Trades Association, and Michael O'Sullivan, who's a proprietor of a shop on Talbot Street. Thank you all very, very much for joining me. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.